Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. It's exciting. It's Wednesday and it's after the holidays. And I'm hoping that all of you had good holidays and you're probably all very hard back to your normal lives, whatever they entail, uh, without the some of the added stress, stresses, but also some of the added fun and, and good times you have on the holidays. But it's now 2015 and I am excited about this year. I'm excited about this year on many levels. One level, and the one that concerns me the most right in this moment, is the radio show. Because I have some shifts and changes in store for everyone. It's going to be really fun. It's going to take on a new a new path, so to speak. Some of the old mixed in. There's, It's not going to change completely. But there are going to be some changes. So first... I want to wish everyone a happy new year. I want to wish everyone a big, big, huge welcome back. And just, I think what's coming up is going to be really fun. So, okay, there there will be healings, of course, still in this new year. But I don't know exactly how often. I'm hoping it, or I'm thinking, mo- mostly at least one in a show, although there could be shows where there's no healing. I don't foresee that, but this is one of those shows that we're going to sort of go by the seat of our pants, so to speak. Each week, different things will be the determining factor about how I plan or do the next show. Now, what's consciously and purposely being added is that I'm going to be giving out some more information, not just doing the healing and giving out a little bit of information as I'm doing the amalgamation, for example, or maybe just a short little brief discussion with someone who calls in. This is going to be a year where I begin to share the fifth dimensional information, that higher self voice. I mean, the show is called the higher self voice, and you've gotten... 100% of what you get from me is always higher self related, however, or the origin is from there. However, I'm going to be unfolding more. There is so much higher self information that I, I could talk weekly on a radio show for decades because not only do I have a lot coming into it, but I get more information all the time. So it's it's a it's a body of of philosophy or viewpoint you could say that I can unfold forever. So it's going to be starting to unfold. I've, I've, in the in the two weeks that I've had the break, I've spent a lot of time talking with the higher selves, and they have indicated to me that I can unfold much more of the information. That not it's not giving me permission. It's just allowing me. Uh, or letting they just let me know that however I choose to go with it is fine. 
there when I was first learning this higher self information from Joan Culpepper many years ago, back in the early 80s, much of what's out and about in the spiritual and the metaphysical and the new age realm out there now was not present. And the higher selves were cautionary back then. Sure, feel free to share it with anybody, but just be caution. You know, do it with a sense of caution, not a willy-nilly kind of thing. Nowadays, it's so different on the planet. Um, they're just were indicating, because I came from that cautious kind of background, they were indicating that however I want to unfold some of the information i will and i can and i mean they're giving me permission i can always do whatever i want you know guys we're the directing identity but they were just indicating that um and encouraging me to spread my wings i guess a little bit (laughs) now you know i have the second book coming out which is the higher self information on the journey of our soul through the human kingdom universe. And the book isn't out yet now. I'm at the end of this very big editing process. I've been on with a professional editor with it. It is exciting. She's really tightening it up. I think it's going, it's just, you know, it's like pulling a diamond out of the rough. She's gotten, gotten, helped me get rid of all this rough (laughs) so that the purity of the information is there and it's going to be really great. We're coming to the end of the, the process. It's been huge. I've been doing it with her since, I think it's September, early September, end of August, early September. Anyway, she she does it in three passes, and each pass is huge. She does it, you know, chunk by chunk, then I go back. I mean, I get what she suggests. She sends it to me, her editing suggestions. Then I either accept or and change and whatever, or want something to stay the same and I go back to her and then each pass we go back and forth on that one chunk two or three times so by the end this woman will have read my book at least seven eight nine ten times so it's a it's a huge process and a lot of work on both sides but it's exciting but anyway that's kind of an aside that's kind of a off to the side but that this book my first book was Choices is all higher self information. The second book, it expands it. I I open up even more, giving you more. And this radio show will continue to expand. There is so much material. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to see what strikes me in the week before. And it's so it's going to unfold kind of piecemeal. I'm not going to have a big, highly organized kind of show in the sense that, well, I'm first going to do this bit of information, then this, and have it unfold like I was in a classroom. I am going to be doing some live streaming uh, telecast video um, workshops, maybe starting in about a month. I'll keep you guys appraised of that. And that will be more classic where I'll be teaching the techniques of, so that everyone can really start doing the neutralizing for themselves and making it a part of their everyday life. I'm going to be giving it to you very simply, and there'll be practice. I mean, it's going to be great, these teleclasses or video teleclasses. They're streaming live, so you can we can interact right on the computer. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Anyway, but this is going to be more piecemeal. But each time I talk about something, it will be contained, 
topic, so to speak. But, for example, today I'm going to be talking about the planet Earth, and I am not giving you all the information about the planet Earth. <laughs> no way. I mean, I have tons of information about the planet Earth. So what I will have to give you, because of the nature of the time, is the smaller section unfolding it. But if any of you listeners have questions about it, you can send me an email or call in. Now, just to remind you, the call-in number is 646-668-8565. That's 646-668-8565. It's going to be a more interactive show because there'll be less healing where it's just me doing the healing and more possibilities of discussion. You can call in, ask a question. And, of course, it's still during the workday. That timing hasn't changed. So if you want to ask a question or make a comment or whatever, you can also email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com. That's J-A-N-E-T at J-A-N-E-T-R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D.com. Okay. So uh, you can also continue to ask me for healings, and I will definitely put the healings uh, into a hopper to hopefully get to at least one, as I said, one a week, although I'm not for sure going to go that way. I might do a little topic and I get 18 questions and really feel I need to address the entire next show on those questions. There's also a possibility if you write in for healing that I may not do it right away. I may fit it into a topic that relates to it. So it's just going to be a little bit more flowy, you know, just a little more dynamic a way that we're going to unfold unfold this. But I'm really excited about it. Um, Now, what this is not going to become, and I feel like I need to say it to be clear, is what I'm going to be unfolding, guys, is the fifth dimensional, the higher self viewpoint, the the information that I've been sharing so far, but in a much more expanded way. What it won't become is a discussion where someone calls in and says, well, I um, I want to tell you what I learned in such and such a thing. And then the caller talks for 5 or 10 or 15 minutes on another viewpoint or another philosophy that they learn about. The reason, and then we discuss that philosophy for the rest of the show or for another bit of time. And the reason why it's not going to be a, a, a discussion about other philosophies is because, because, all right, one, the show is limited and I have so much higher self information to share that it's not even enough time to have a show every week for me to get very much out in a year. So that part of it is the time uh, time uh, constraint. Another part of it is that I'm not very knowledgeable about what else is out there, what other people are sharing and teaching and explaining. I am aware of a little bit here and there, but I'm not any I'm not well versed at all in the other philosophies, the other viewpoints, the other teachings. However, I'm thrilled that they're all out there. I'm 100% thrilled. 
I'm thrilled because everybody, each listener, each individual will resonate with different things. And the more that's out there, the more people are going to be able to find something they resonate to. So I'm not in the camp of trying to convince anybody that what I'm telling or sharing is right, better, the best, whatever. I'm sharing simply to give you some ideas and concepts that have helped me tremendously, that have helped many that I know tremendously, that makes sense to me. There's this very, very logical approach that the higher selves have, and it's very expanded. So there'll be some information that seems very similar to stuff you, you've heard or you've read or you've uh, listened to on other talk shows. Great. But there'll be elements, too, that might seem bizarre, might seem expanded, because sometimes the higher self information will simply expand upon a concept that's already out there and explain it to in, to better, in better detail. So you just, I don't know how each individual listener will respond. I'm not in the business of trying to convince anybody of anything, nor am I in the business of trying to be convinced back. So if I'm saying something and you as a listener are really upset because you think I have the higher selves or, you know, hokum, you know, I honor and respect your, your response. There, it's not about right and wrong for me. If you want to email me and say, I'm really having an issue with this because of bop, 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 I will write you back or I might even bring it on the radio show and say, okay, I had a listener who had an issue and let me clarify further or let me, you know, tell you what the conflict is. And then you as listeners can um, can decide for yourself what you think or because this is not a matter of belief and or disbelief. I'm sure you remember if you've been listening that I often say stand between belief and disbelief. And the higher self viewpoint is a hundred percent there. They never they tell us don't believe what we say. Don't disbelieve it. Just allow the information to come in without judging. And then if you resonate to it and flow with it, great. If not, then you made your decision. It's not right for you. And that's perfectly fine. That's what we do in life all the time. We read an article or a, on health or nutrition or uh, anything else, and we look and some of it feels right to us and we go with the flow and other parts of it seem like that's ridiculous. Of course, I'm going to eat bananas, even though people tell me never to eat a banana has all this potassium, which I need for my heart. The fact of the matter is that all individ there's not one right thing for everyone in health things or, you know, the answers and solutions and what's right and or not what's right, but what's going to work for one individual doesn't mean it's going to work for every individual. So that's what I want to say is that it isn't going to be a show about trying to convince anybody that one way of thinking or one way of looking at things is the right way or the better way. It isn't about that at all for me. I want to just share with you ideas and concepts that will give you food for thought, if nothing else. I'm completely open and encourage callers to call in and say, it doesn't mean you can't ask a question and say, well, I read such and such, and he or she says such and such. What do the higher selves respond to that? I'm happy to do that. I don't mean you can't talk about other 
people, but it's not going to turn into a what I'm hoping it won't turn into and what I'm going to steer away from is the kind of show where the there's some sort of uh, competition and there's some sort of investment in making one viewpoint or another right or wrong. As you probably know, that's not where the higher self come from. I will always respect another viewpoint even if the higher self viewpoint is slightly different in some way. And chances are there will be a lot of similarity. In any case, every week will be different. Some weeks the information may be only be 5 or 10 minutes. Some weeks it might be 30, 40, 50 minutes. I really don't know. I do, as I said, hope to continue with the healing. So I want people to call in for both. Uh, but I, And I am encouraging the, the Listeners, to get involved, to when I'm just discussing things, feel free to call in. Feel free to call in and ask a question because you guys can direct or email me. You guys can help direct what I do each week. It's not just going to be up to me. It's going to be directed in in part also with you guys. Now, I don't know for sure. Like if somebody asked me a question what I can foresee is I might say, oh, this is a really good question, but I might have to, the week before I answer this question, discuss something that's related or would be foundational for the answer to this question to have a lot of sense without taking up a whole darn show on one question, if you see what I mean. And I'm just doing the best that I can to estimate what it's going to be like, so I encourage everybody to listen to find out what it's going to be like. And when we do the archiving on my on my website, we will for sure put in what the show is about, what the topic is, and also what the healing is about. We will make sure, so if you're coming in in six months from now and you think, well, that's sort of interesting. I wonder what else they've talked about. You'll be able to go back onto my website, JanetRichmond.com. I, and also, I do believe we we do some information, I think, on the ones on archived on Blog Talk. I'm, I'm actually not sure. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but certainly they'll be, they will be explained on my website. Okay. Now, we're going to do two things today. One, we're, I'm going to talk to you about the planet Earth, and we're going to do a healing on the Earth. And two, after the Earth, I'm going to do another healing relatively short on Alicia and her mom, Denise. Now, Alicia, if you remember, she's the one who has had those heart problems since she was born. She's recently, maybe a month, six weeks ago now, uh, had major heart surgery, and she's had many heart surgeries throughout her life from day and a half old. So she is still having some problems with her left lung partially collapsed and with the thickness of her blood. And in the recent surgery, she had an artificial valve put in somewhere in the heart. And so the thick blood is dangerous for her, dangerous probably for all of us, but it's dangerous for her because of the mechanical valve. They don't want to have any clot or anything like that happen, so they have to keep the blood flowing really well through that valve. So it's been a hard road. I think she's back to getting those shots 
a couple, once or twice a day. So and I'm not positive about that. She, At the moment, she had been doing that. Maybe she's off it or not. I don't know. But her mom did just say that the blood problem is still there and the partially collapsed lung. So we are going to, and Denise, she, I want to throw her in too when I do the healing because she carries a lot of guilt about this whole thing. She feels personally responsible and guilty. Now, I don't know really at all why that comes up in the sense that Alicia was born with the problem. It was a, a problem right from day one. Unless, I mean, I'm just guessing, unless perhaps Denise did something like drink coffee or something that you're not supposed to, too much coffee or something. I, I really have no idea. It may have, have where her guilt is coming from, if if it is coming from this life. Maybe she feels like she wasn't as supportive as she could be to uh, Alicia this life. I don't know where it's coming from, but you know what? My guess is there's guilt there from past lives that play out in this life, even when all reason would indicate to somebody standing outside in a more objective way, all reason would show that she was not guilty about anything. There was nothing more she could have done. But I really feel this guilt is feeding in from past lives, and probably I've already worked on it in some way. I'm not sure because I have worked on Denise. So we'll see when we go in there as to what's happening with that. I don't know how much time I'll have on it because I am going to talk about the planet Earth and get started on this new sort of informational thing. And then I'm going to do a healing on the planet Earth. So it should be interesting for you guys. Uh, it's interesting for me, too. Oh, it's always interesting to me. The show is becomes an opportunity for me to try new things, to do things that I don't do on necessarily on an individual client basis or when I have a meetup group or on myself because it's not group energy or, I mean, when I'm working on myself, I'm not working on the planet. And so far, I haven't done this in the meetup group. So this radio show is an opportunity for me. It's an opportunity for me to grow and expand and stretch and try new things and get new information in, and it's wonderful. So begin about the planet Earth. Now, the whole idea about working on the planet Earth came up for me a few weeks ago. There was some, I'm in the L.A. area, in case you didn't realize, and there's been horrible, horrible drought here in all of California, really, really terrible for several years. And there was a big prediction of a lot of rain coming, just sort of the storm of the month coming. And that prediction got me thinking about the drought because everyone was saying, oh, my gosh, I hope this is going to really be the beginning of a very heavy rainy season so that we can really fix this drought here. And you know, the the average rainfall, I believe, for L.A. At, in a year is about 14 inches, give or take. And last year, I think we had five or six. And the year before, maybe we had eight or nine. I mean, it's just we've been 14 inches a year, guys, just in case you're not aware, is a tiny amount of rain. <laughs> it's tiny because the L.A. area is semi-desert. 
So we we aren't full desert where they might get two or three inches of rain a year, we're, but we're semi-desert, and it's still very little rain. And much of the water down here, if you don't know, comes from other sources like the Colorado River and Northern California. In any case, I'm not going to get into that, but this whole thing about the this these rains that were coming got me thinking about the earth and the higher selves indicated that we could do that. I could start doing healings on the earth on the show. And I'm going, okay, having never done a healing on the earth ever. Okay. But I really didn't even question it because this higher self information is so expanded that I, I'm almost never surprised that I can do something. You know what I mean? I've just got done it enough to get over the surprise. And when I said, okay, I'm thinking to myself, not okay, can I really do it? But okay, how do I do it? Where do I start? Well, before I get into that, I do want to talk a little bit about the Earth first, about this planet. Now, it's hard to wrap our heads around the idea that minerals or planet would have a soul, okay? And my fourth or fifth book is going to talk a lot more about what happens at the mineral soul level and the planet level, but I do want you to understand that the planet itself is a soul. <laughs> now, hello. Okay. You probably remember I have talked about the pure soul essence of the planet Earth carrying the divine material balance. Remember that? I've used that in a lot of healings. The reason the planet has a pure soul essence is because it is a soul. Every single expression is part of all there is. Every single expression, whether it's a planet or a plant or a human or a rock, they're all souls. They're all expressions. They just are different, take, take different forms and are at different frequency levels. So... Some of you, because you've heard me talk about the pure soul essence of the planet Earth, you might feel relatively comfortable with okay about the idea of the soul. But again, it's not a matter of belief or disbelief. I'm just asking you to hear my words <laughs> and let me explain a little bit. Okay. Now, when I asked the higher self about doing a healing on a planet, they first said the planet is like any body. So we're going to think of it like we're going to heal a human body or an animal body or whatever kind of body there is. The planet, just like any body, has its own energies, its own toxins, its residues, its pollutants, and it goes through its own evolutionary stages, just like you are now aware, if you've listened to all my shows, we every soul does. So in my shows, I'm always bringing the, us into the eternal now moment where it encompasses the totality of our journey from the mineral kingdom through the plant, animal, and human kingdom and beyond. Right, guys? 
So you know that as a soul, we have changed form. We have evolved and moved up in frequency level over eons of time. Well, the fact of the matter is that the planet does the same thing. The planet itself is has been processing its own evolutionary journey and it's different it's different than the souls that go from mineral plant animal human etc it's different in that way it takes on a different form but it has a it mirrors or its own frequency level as it increases the planet goes through its own changes. I mean, if you think about the planet when it was given birth in the first, I don't know what the scientists say, billion or two years, it's sort of a magma and things floating around and eventually it cools and I don't know all of that stuff. But we know that the planet has, itself has gone through many, many changes. We now have different continents that used to be all together they now split. We have mountains. We have oceans. We have rivers and lakes and uh, all sorts of different geographical and geographic stuff on the planet. You know what I'm talking about. So we've seen the planet itself go through a lot of changes. Just It's not the kind of changes we've gone from plant to animal, et cetera, but it's its own changes. And even though it is expressing its form in a different manner than we have, it is going through its own changes. Now, the changes, as the planet moves up its own frequency level, it prepares or it's able to take on souls or house other souls that match it. So in the beginning, as the planet is processing, it gets to the point where it gives birth to the min mineral kingdom. I know this is so weird, guys, but that's what happens. It gives birth to the mineral kingdom. And then as the whole planet continues its journey, the mineral kingdom evolves, and eventually it the planet itself reaches a frequency level where it can house plants. And at that point, the plant kingdom is uh, begins and grows and keeps evolving. Same with the animal kingdom. Then eventually that planet moves into the higher frequencies and is ready to accept the humans. At first, it's just very humans at a very low frequency level, like maybe you might think of as cavemen type, Neanderthal type. But eventually, as the planet continues to raise its frequency level, it can set it can have humans incarnate here that are more and more evolved in the in the human kingdom. Because every kingdom has seven levels. And with each within each level there are seven levels. I mean, there are so many levels within each level. So it takes eons of time for this evolutionary process to happen. And as the as the planet moves up its own frequency level Humans that are able that at those higher and higher levels of frequency can incarnate here. Some humans will incarnate starting right practically in the beginning when humans were first here, and they will just keep, keep returning to this planet with an occasional sojourn to another planet. Other souls, 
other human souls hop around and they go to different planets all the time. Every soul is different and every soul makes their choices and that's the way it works. The point is that the planet is itself has its own soul and it allows the the frequency of the souls upon it mirror where the planet is. Now the planet has moved up in a fairly high frequency and what we have on the planet now is is a lot of very um uh, higher level humans, and which is great, and I will be talking more about that down the line. But right now, because of the evolutionary thrust, which I have mentioned on, on the show before, and if you want me to, to talk about it more, somebody please remind me to do it on another show. The evolutionary thrust, which is the originating source, is preparing to take another leap forward in its own evolutionary process, the evolutionary thrust is speeding up the frequency of time. So the last 2,000 years have been the equivalent of 10,000 years of frequency increase. And the next 2,000 years will be the the equivalent of 100,000 years of frequency. So it's going up geometrically. And this evolutionary thrust is moving everything faster and faster and faster because it pulls all the souls, the earth and every other soul with it. Okay, so that's just a little background. The planet is housing, uh, planet earth is housing life, other life, and it is going through its own evolutionary process. And one of the things that we're all doing now because we're moving into the new age because of the evolutionary thrust is that humans and actually all levels of souls are going through this soul mind detox, which is the cleansing of the old, the dissolving of the old in order to increase the frequency and move into and re and create ourselves at newer and higher levels. I'm being very general here, but I think you know what I mean. The planet too Earth is also going through the soul mind detox. (laughs) It's moving into its own cleansing, and it has been. We've all been doing this for a while. It's not something that just started yesterday. But the soul mind detox, because of the geometric increase from the evolutionary thrust, it's happening faster and faster, more and more intensely for all of us which reminds me of the information I got on 2015, which I forgot to tell you guys. So I'm going to write a a little note because the higher self gave me some information on 2015. So I am going to give that out next week. Anyway, there's so much to share with you. So the planet is, it's a different form of a soul, but it carries a soul. Now, in order to help us focus on it, the higher selves actually encourage me to talk about it just as if it's a body, just like you and I have a body and I do healings on somebody's, you know, like Alicia, I'll be doing healing on her heart and her lung. The planet itself has its own body. It looks different, but the same kind of healing that I do on humans or on animals, can do on minerals, plants, and the earth. Now, I want to tell you a story of the first time 
I worked on some minerals. <laughs> I don't think I've told this story on air, but I had maybe four or five, what would it have been? I guess it's about six years, maybe seven years ago. I had a tenant or a roommate, somebody who I rented a room out to help with the bill, paying the bills back then. And he had bought a used car and there were problems with it. So he decided he was going to sell it. But he just out of the blue, he said, well, can you heal my car? Now, back then, seven years ago, I, of course, I had never done anything like it. And I kind of went, um, okay, let me give it a try. Again, I had no resistance to trying. Didn't know what it was going to be like. And I went in and I saw this very clear picture of the minerals and I didn't know what exactly to do. And he was sort of saying it out of the side of his mouth because he already had a buyer for the car at that point. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, this is just practice. So I just, I, you know, went in, saw what I saw. I saw the car was all this one car and I saw the pure soul essence and every mineral particle of the car and I just didn't know really at that point what how to address it and so I just did whatever I don't remember what I did well he ended up selling the car like it, you know the car was gone in a day or two so I had no idea the healing had any effect but I was telling this group that I had at the time every Saturday morning a few of us would meet from the people mostly from the meetup group that I had been that I had started, we decided to meet on Saturday mornings, and I told them my experience with that. And I said, "Oh, one of the gals there said, oh, um, can you let's work? You know, we would come up with some suggestion to work on in the Friday group. I mean, the Saturday morning group." And she said, "Well, you know, we're having problems with our van. My husband and I can we work on the van?" Can, and I said, "Sure." So all of us went in. I think there were seven or eight people went in and I'm like freaking out. I'm getting the weirdest pictures. It was nothing like the car. First of all, I saw the tires and the axle and everything as one piece. And it was connected and everything was good. Then I saw different parts of the of the van looking really different and 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 in the middle of the van, it was nothing there. It was completely empty. And I'm going, I'm just saying to myself, what's going on? And the whole time, I never got to the healing. The whole time, I'm thinking I'm doing something wrong. What's going on here? You know, I was still such a newbie. And so when she, so when we all were done, she asked everybody around the table, and, and everybody was open to trying. And a lot of people came up with some really good stuff and good information and done the feeling and it gets to me and I'm like uh <laughs> I didn't really do anything because I couldn't make sense of the picture I was seeing it was like there are all these different parts and I don't remember perfectly now guys and I'm sorry but I remember that the wheelbase and the axle was one part and there was something and the engine was one part but all the parts that connected the engine was different and the you know it was all this weird stuff so As I'm describing it, this gal who'd asked, she looked at me and she said, well, you won't believe it, but what you got was 100% right on. I said, you're kidding. She said, no, we bought this van as a used van because my husband's in a wheelchair. And it had a lot of problems. It was all we could afford at the time. So we literally 
replaced many of the parts with other parts that would work that we got from, I forget where she got from, you know, secondhand places, I don't know. And she said, in fact, there is nothing in the middle. It's completely empty because my husband goes up there and, you know, sits in there uh, with his, in his wheelchair or they put the wheelchair there. I'm not really sure. And And she said the only thing that was the original part of the car were the tires and the wheelbase and the axles. Everything else were pieces. The engine came from somewhere else. Everything came, and they literally piecemealed together this van. So I'm telling you this because you never know what you're going to get. You never know. And it was interesting, though, that I could pick up, even way back then, because I've had a lot more practice since then, that I could pick up something different about it. And the more it's the same with doing the healings. The more healings you do, the more you understand and see the variations on the, the millions of variations there are out there. So this work is always a learning curve. There's always more to learn. But I learned back then that, yes, we can heal minerals. And if we can heal minerals, guys, guess what? We can heal the planet. So with that, I'm going to start. I hope it's not freaked anybody out and that everybody understands well enough. Remember, you can always email me, Janet at JanetRichmond.com or call, let me give you the number, 646-668-8565 and ask any questions or clarification or what about this or what about that. And more information will come out because what I've told you on the planet is one iota of the information I have about the planet or about all planets. It is a huge topic, and as I said earlier, I can only unfold a little bit at a time due to the due to the time factor. But I think this is fun, and I really hope that the, the listeners will get involved and you know start to. I hope I didn't discourage anybody by saying we're not going to get into some big discussion about another philosophy. It certainly, again, if you have questions that come up for you when you're reading a different book or listening to a different show, I welcome all those questions. But I'm not it's not going to be a discussion about what makes sense or what's right or convincing anybody or anything like that. What I would do is just if I had any higher self information on whatever the question was, I would let you know about it. And I'm so happy if you don't feel good about what I say and you feel more connected to whatever you read, fine. It, it Again, it isn't about pushing anybody to move into this kind of camp. <laughs> so, um, so we will begin. I'm going to do the earth first simply because I really have no idea how it's going to go. And then I'll leave the Denise and the Alicia down. Uh, after. We'll just move right into that because I think we will. Because I want to um, allow plenty of time for this this unknown element. I have actually never done a healing on the earth itself. So I will be anthropomorphizing a lot. As I mentioned, it, you know, it's just me. That just means that I'm putting the planet like it's a person, 
you know, so I might talk about stress and tension. Well, we all know what that is in our life and the stresses and the tensions at the planetary level. Who knows what they're really like? But I might pick up something like stress and tension. So I don't I don't want you to freak out because I'm anthropomorphizing. It's just the easiest way to explain whatever I'm going to get because it's going to be hard for me. I probably going to be hard for me to come up with the right words. In any case, the we're, we're now just going to get started. So I want everyone to close your eyes. And, well, I mean, you don't have to close your eyes if you're listening in the car or something. But it helps with the focus, guys. It helps with the focus, especially because the focus, the conscious focus, is that turn on, that turn on switch that really helps us activate it is the activator of the divine energies that we use to do this kind of healing and the divine energies are the powerhouse that we can use and that we have at our fingertips they're available to everyone and anyone and so i like the closed eye conscious healing meditations because with consciousness and focus we can do a lot of good. It's more powerful this way, guys. Okay. So let's get that focus of attention. I want you guys just to listen to my voice. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a little frog in my throat, it seems like, this morning. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, I want everyone to begin to, just by listening to my voice, bringing the mind's eye in, and intensifying that focus of attention and beginning by creating that now moment that I've talked to you all about. Now, right now, the higher selves are already in place working with the planet. So even though the planet isn't a person like you and me, the planet now moment has already been set up. I saw the bubble of the now moment begin already with all of you. And it also moved into place with the planet. Now, at first, I had the planet so huge in my brain, I couldn't really deal with it. So now I have the symbol down the planet, like really small, like you might see on a poster or something, um, or a picture of what the planet looks like from outer space. I'm seeing the planet as a much smaller entity than its true size simply because I can't I can't keep the huge symbol. Uh, it's not manageable in my brain. So now we have the now moment bubble surrounding all of us. And the we're okay, this is interesting. We're all I forgot about this the wagon wheel symbol that I use, but here we are, all the all of us humans are around the rim and right in the center is a symbolic planet on the hub. So the planet's on the hub, guys. I wasn't expecting that and it just came right into my little brain. So the now moment is established and we are now going to very intently focus on expanding this now moment and it is happening already and to in 
include the totality of the past nows, the present now, and the future now. Okay, so this, this eternal now moment that we have created looks different to me now. It's very interesting. Um, we're all in the center, and it is encompassing the totality of the past, present, and future now, not only of all the listeners, past, present, and future, but of the planet. And so it has a different shape. It's sort of an interesting, it's, it seems older for some reason. It seems like the planetary, the, the past now, I sort of see it on my left side, and it's just symbolic. Go almost to a past, our past now. And I don't know that that's really true because we've all been present on some, for so many eons of time. I don't know that this planet is past now and what that entails exactly. But in any case, it seems like the forever now moment is more pointy at the, at the, at the far left for the past now. For some reason, it's more pointy to me. I'm not completely sure what it entails and maybe more of that will come forward and the future nows are i mean the whole space is bigger because we are now in, encompassing the totality of the planetary journey from the moment it was given birth in this solar system to now and into its future nows it's just huge added to all of us so this eternal now moment seems to have grown it's just gotten bigger in my mind's eye and it is an amazingly huge but great field of energy because it's encompassing the totality of all of us that are involved in this healing it this means that we're all going to be benefiting from the healing even though it's on the planet because just as i said as above so below even though the planet takes expresses as a different form, it carries many similar things that all of us carry because it's gone through its own evolutionary journey. It may be hard to conceive of at some level, but we're just going to go with the flow, guys, okay? So now we're going to all focus on the pure soul essence that we all carry within. That's that symbolic DNA from the originating source that we all carry. I see it as if, the, as if it's the sun, symbolic sun within each of us. And we're going to visualize it as if it's the symbolic sun within the center of the earth. The interesting thing is that I've already, the minute I said the pure soul essence, I saw this beautiful light in the center, symbolic center of the planet. And I was expecting it to be more like a spark of light, but it was larger than that. And I, it just, the sense I had was that every time that we consciously think about becoming one or moving into the pure soul essence of the planet Earth, and we do that a lot, and I'm sure many people around the planet who have this information or this concept, because there could be many, many out there, I don't know, but in any case, I'm sure every time we focus on it, that increases its own connection to it it's a connection the planetary connection now it's just this is just reminding me many years ago there, i used to be in a sunday group 
way back in the 80s, and there was um, a member of that group who had a real connection with the earth, and he used to be able to, to talk with it. Totally forgotten about that till just now. And it feels as if the earth is actually going to share or direct us in some way. I can't say that I would be hearing words, but somehow I feel like I'm going to be impressed. It is now processing at the free will level, even though it's a planet. And how that works exactly, I'm not sure. But it feels as if it is going to be directing us as we go a little bit. Okay? So... All right, the higher selves are assuring me they will uh, direct as well and they will be translating because obviously there aren't going to be words like we would think of as words, but but it would be more like concepts. I'm thinking, I'm really not sure. So, so guys, we're exp- we're expanding and focusing on this pure soul essence that we all have and this light is beautiful and it's Filling. It's encompassing the totality of the physical body of the earth and all of us and the totality of this eternal now moment or as I sometimes call it, this time-space continuum that seems to arc through the universe known and unknown filled with this energy field that encompasses the totality of the soul process, of the soul journey that we are all on and that who we all are including now the earth. So the light is very powerful. It is filling this time-space continuum. And as I've said before, again, I see many coming to partake of this light, many who don't realize that they have their own light, Um, many that might realize they have their own light, but hey, here's this resource right here, and they come in and grab it. I don't know. I'm not getting specifics, but I do feel like we're drawing in souls from many, many different levels that are partaking of this beautiful divine light that we have consciously expanded and moved in through and around the totality of this time-space continuum. I'm now going to consciously call in the higher selves. They have been here and have been actively partaking and participating in this process because we always call them in. So we have set up an intention and a precedent, so to speak. But to bring them in consciously adds to the power, and I'm calling in the totality of the higher selves, of our own higher selves and the higher selves that have been in charge of us throughout our journey, even before we had our own higher self, and the totality of the higher self that have played a role in some way in the evolutionary process of the planet Earth. And the sense that I have is that there is an enormous amount of conglomerate higher self frequency here. The Okay, I am definitely... Um, the higher self are sharing with me that the this is going to be a very positive thing for the planet and that there there will be um this will definitely help the planet doing these healings. And I, I'm only gonna do a small amount because we'll we'll have to do it on another show. But in any case they're giving me the thumbs up and the you know, huge support. Now um the thing about healing the planet 
just as an aside, is that we don't know what would have happened if we hadn't done it. So it's going to be difficult to really understand that there will be shifts and changes. I want to assure everyone that there will, because just like whatever we do on ourselves, each time we work, we get get down layers and it's all permanent. Each layer we get, we don't get that back. Once it's neutralized, it's done. There's many layers. It's the same with the planet. We're not going to be able to bring it into a full state of balance and healing in one go. And it'll be hard to see, perhaps, that we've done anything. But the higher selves are assuring me that every time we do address the planet, and they do appreciate the the group energy because it's so powerful, um, that every time we do it, the it will be permanent in the same way. Okay. Now... All right. What I'm being what's being indicated to me are what I would call stress lines around the planet. Um, they're almost like cracks, crack looking. They aren't particularly dark, which is interesting me, to me. I'm seeing them they're ragged and they're going sort of zigging and zagging around the planet and um but there's a certain area of the planet that's drawing my attention. And I would say it's from about California, the lower part of California, across and around to the around the across the Atlantic and around the to the Pacific, to the beginning of the Pacific, sort of the the Pacific rim as it moves up to the uh, Australia and the Malay Peninsula, you know, the the lower part of China. For some reason, it seems to be bringing that part to my attention as the part to address today. So we're going to just take this one part and... The these stress lines are I'm not sure what they represent yet. So, but we're not finished yet because I do need to move this in before we continue with the healing. I do need to move this totality of this eternal now moment into what I think I discussed very briefly before I went dark for a couple of weeks. Um, this pure soul essence or this depth soul or the center. I'm now seeing it as almost like a womb of the originating source itself, which carries some very powerful, foundational, creative life force energy. And I see it as dark energy, not as uh, dark in the sense of bad or negative in any way, because it's a like dark light. It's just it's just brilliant dark energy. I I see it as. a kind of energy that gives birth to its gestational way. It creates, it discovers, it explores, it becomes. It 
again, gives birth to. And that's the strongest feeling I get. So that's why I'm starting to think of it more like a womb or a gestational field. And as we move this time-space continuum into this space, this original originating source, this was here before the galaxies, before any of the universe. This is the energy that gave birth to it or created it. And I know this sounds maybe a little bit out there, but I've been working with this energy now for a month or two, and it just keeps, I keep understanding more and more about it. In any case, it's not a negative energy at all. It's very, very powerful energy. And what happens when we move this time-space continuum in, it's as if this, and all of the light energy that we move in, the divine dark light is now moving into the time-space continuum and it's not turning the light gray like the neutralizing process. It is mixing. It's as if it has its own individual particles of dark crystalline type energy and it's mixing with the light crystalline particles that we bring in and it's now becoming kind of a mixture of this two it's it's that's all divine energy but for some reason it looks different and i won't understand that maybe for another week or five so but in any case it's working together it it's an energy field that begins to simultaneously do the healing the the light the white light tends to do a lot of the neutralizing and the dark light tends to do the recreation the giving birth to who whatever the healing is being doing being done whatever the healing is giving birth to the the individual or the planet or whatever we're working on gives birth to it at a higher level it create recreates it at a higher frequency level and they're happening simultaneously and it's this whirling feeling kind of energy and i can't i can go on and explain it more than more more and more as best i could but instead of doing that i'm just going to keep moving forward cuz i been explaining a lot. And so what's happening as we move in, this dark energy is filling this eternal now moment, mixing with the light energy and beginning on the planet because that's what we have moved in to work on. It's moving throughout the totality of the soul process, the soul journey, the entirety of the soul of the planet Earth. And it is actually working to dissolve issues and recreate the earth at a higher level throughout its totality. However, we're going to direct it specifically, even though it's working everybody everywhere, I we can still direct the energy, we can still have the focus of attention be what we want. And I got the indication that we're working on these symbolic cracks or stress lines on the planet. Um, these stress lines would be lines I'm thinking that cause earthquakes and uh, even volcanoes. And earthquakes can cause tsunamis. And there's it's a it's it's these stress lines probably are part of the plates. Maybe that some of them are between the geological I forget what you call them exactly, but the plates that that are on the surface of the Earth 
And when the plates meet, that's where you get the stress. Uh, and that's often like on the um, where earthquakes happen, like the San Andreas Fault here in Southern California. It's a stress line. It's a, where two plates meet. That's where mountains are built. That's where often volcanoes um, can erupt from some sort of stress line. So it may correspond to some of those, but I would doubt that it's 100% that. But I'm just explaining it to you. But this is a place, just like you and I might hold stress in our shoulders, our neck, and our back in some way for the work we do or whatever. We, we hold stress in different parts of the body. Right now, we're looking at the planet Earth, and we are. I am seeing these stress lines, uh, particularly in this field. doesn't mean that there aren't other stress lines, but this seems to be the issue that's that I've been indicated that we need to work on today. Now, I'm going to begin to just have, and how this works when it's a planet, I don't know, but I'm going to ask that the stress begin to be released. And what I'm seeing is almost like um, oil. I'm seeing like this very dark energy moving out of these stress lines and moving into the light. I'm also seeing this mixture that we have, that I've told you about, actively moving in through and around these stress areas, these stress lines. And they're almost like, it's almost like a, I, I would say, a DW40. You, you've heard me use that energy in the past. It's almost like a, it's it's helping to help the earth release the this dark energy I see coming out, and it's also replacing some of that stress that's that's being released with a. I, all I can say is an oily substance because it feels oily, but of course it's an energetic substance, not really oil, but something that is going to allow a smooth movement more along these stress lines. Um, uh, and I'm seeing sort of like whirling dervishes, I would say, in certain parts of this whole belt or pocket that we've been working on. There's some areas within the belt or the pocket that are more problematic than others. So right around, you know, maybe it's because I'm in Southern California. I don't know. But we haven't had many earthquakes lately. So it wasn't on my mind. It was the drought that was on my mind. But I'm seeing it like a whirling dervishy kind of energy of this dark and white moving around all of Southern California, even moving down into the Baja region moving into you know northern parts of Mexico there's this this energy is moving and it's almost like scrubbing bubbles it's almost like this cleansing kind of feel where it's cleansing out and helping to let go of or release the um release the the stressors the build up of you know like in our veins and arteries, we can build up calcium or plaque or things like that. That's kind of what I'm seeing here that the earth has built up. And I I imagine with all the toxins and the pollutants and all of that, that we, you know, the whole, that the planet must carry a lot, 
that it's some of that. It's kind of a plaque or um, debris, lots of debris. And it could be, you know, stones. It could be just crushed things or it could be uh, layers of, you know, how the pressure as, uh, as the mountains erode and come down and layers come on the on the earth and then you get these layers that that weight down and so when the when the ge- geologists go through the layers there's layering you know you know I'm so ridiculous I'm trying to remember all my geology which is coming very slowly to me at this moment but in any case it's it's it, I don't know exactly what is being cleansed but there's a lot of this cleansing energy going on and I'm seeing it in three places, particularly in this field. One is in this, you know, mid-California on down in northern Mexico, Baja, all this southern California area. There's this, and it's as if it's like a centrifuge, and it's throwing out some of the debris. Of course, it's symbolic, but it's throwing it out, and the debris is um, dissolving, keeping in mind that it is energetic in nature. We aren't drilling in the planet but it's energetic in nature and so we're working on the energetics however this energy also works on the body of the planet itself and it is um i feel like it's rejuvenating or rejuvenating is probably the wrong word reformulating the the whole of Southern California and Northern, this other area, it, I'm telling you, it's as if there's a light that's penetrating a a health. It's more healthy now. It's more vital. It's more, it's been given birth to itself at a a, a better level is all I can say. Maybe I'll get better words for it, but I want to, hop on over to the other areas where I'm seeing these other huge like whirling dervishes of this kind of energy and what I am seeing is I think it's the Indian Ocean let me just see if it's the Indian Ocean yes the Indian Ocean is that body of water that's between India and Africa and I want to apologize up front if my geography or geology is ever erroneous. I'm doing the best I can, but I'm pretty sure that's the Indian Ocean. And that is has another big whirling dervish. And this is more over the ocean. It does touch on the western horn of Africa, the the northern part of the Indian Ocean, and the the eastern part of Africa, <laughs> that horn of Africa, and the western part of India. But it seems to be mostly cleansing around that, the ocean there. And, um, okay, what I'm, what's being indicated is there's a lot of stressors in that area, and I'm not sure exactly why. But I have to tell you what came up to me right away was the slave trade. Now, who knew that that would come up? But what I immediately got was that in this area, 
there's, oh gosh, we must be dealing with the astral. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what's going on, but I'm getting, I'm starting to get indicators, guys. This is a whole new level here, so you have to go with me. I'm seeing that the in the slave trade, there were many thrown overboard. So you have a lot of um, death in this area, um, human death. And with it, there's a huge amount of emotion. There's this very, very uh, lot of grief and suffering and sorrow and despair. And somehow it's being, it's sort of imprinted uh, in this area. And there's also cruelty. Um, just, you know, I never thought I would see this kind of thing, guys, coming up. So, but I'm seeing the cruelty. I'm seeing the, um, I'm seeing greed. I'm seeing a very intense uh, man's inhumanity to man here. And I don't know why it's particularly here. I do know the slave trade did go, uh, certainly from the, the western coast of Africa, uh, off, you know, off the Atlantic, but it also went around the Horn of Africa. So I don't know, um, honestly, why... I'm getting that here, but I am, and I want to ask that we send this light, this energy, this whirling dervish, not only in through and around this area, but I want it to move into the astral because the astral is a thought form body of the planet Earth, and it carries the energetics just like our own thought form body has. It's I have a whole section in my next book on this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time uh, talking about the astral. The higher self information is similar and in some ways very different than the other information about the astral. But again, we don't have to worry about understanding it perfectly. We're just going to send the light into the astral to to please have those those who are present working on neutralizing the astral that they they begin to address the the emotional the all of this ugliness is really what it is the ugliness and it feels like the water here is so dirty and i have no idea if the water is dirty in the indian ocean i can't imagine it's dirty um it's a big huge body of water but it feels so dirty it feels so polluted here guys and I don't know fully what all that pollution is, and I'm asking for this whirling dervish to continue to cleanse and recreate the ocean and make it um, and all the parts of the land that are surrounding this area and to please help it address every... I'm asking the higher selves because I'm, 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 I'm a novice here, and I'm sure each time we work on the earth, we'll get a better picture of it and better understanding of what's happening and why. But right now, I'm just... Higher selves have told us we never have to understand. We just have to direct this divine light. It no, it can't do any harm. It only works in the highest ideal. So we're directing this light, the dark and the white, to cleanse and purify this this whole arena. And what I am seeing is the Indian Ocean. Um, symbolically, it's getting brighter. It's getting bluer. It's getting clean. It's cleaning. It's cleansing. And um, 
So that symbolic, really dark, muddy, yucky, ugly look of it that was carrying all that sense of all that pollution and all that cruelty and all of that is being cleansed. Now, the interesting thing is that it's actually working on the, as I said, the horn of, I don't know if you call the horn that, the part in the, the eastern part that just out, or, or whether the horn, now I think that's called the Cape of Good Hope. I'm sorry my geography is a little slow here, but it's that horn of Africa, and there is a lot of, a lot of problems in that area. We have a lot of things going on in that area of the Middle East. It's also working on that area. I'm not getting much information on that. That to me feels like that's a whole other topic um, at some point, but and who knows when, but I am seeing a cleaning and a cleansing and a clearing here, and I'm very heartened, um, and I really appreciate everyone bearing with me. And what's happening is that everyone here is sharing their energy. Everyone here, by being part of this, has given permission for the group energy to really move and cleanse some things here. Meanwhile, I'm checking back on the whole Southern California thing because that was, I mean, it wasn't just Southern California, but just that area. That is really changing. It's much brighter. It's much lighter. It just really feels much cleaner to me. It's still ongoing, but there's been a big process. Now I'm going to go to the third one. And this one is is working, and it's also very large. I would say it's in the Pacific Rim area. Um, I'm not sure if I'm using that term correctly, but it includes the Philippines, Japan, all of the Malay Peninsula, Burma, uh, uh, Burma, I don't think they call it that anymore. <laughs> Burma is just... You know, Indonesia, I'm sorry, all the way to the northern part of Australia, that whole rim there. And I know that rim is uh, home to earthquakes. We know certainly from Japan and that huge tsunami that we had that was, you know, killed so many hundreds of thousands of people. This is a very active area that um, carries that is sitting right on a lot of those fault lines. And it also entails the, I think you call it the Mariana Trench, something like that. It's the deepest point in the in, deepest point period. And it's in the Pacific, right in this area somewhere. Um, the, okay, it includes New Guinea. I'm seeing New Guinea as part of this. Um, it's it's a very large area, and the this whirling dervish kind of energy is 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 going, and its point I see it almost as a cone, where the bottom of it is really deep, as far down as that deep Mariana Trench, or I think it's Mariana's Trench, but honestly, I'm not positive. So, you know, I didn't know ahead of time and didn't have time therefore <laughs> to Google everything. But in any case, I'm doing the best I can. And we're, I see it starting down there. And it's just really moving all through this area. And it's penetrating. And 
it's penetrating into all of the symbolic fault lines, all the symbolic stressor lines, whether they're the same exact lines or not. It's moving in through and around this area. Now, I want to see if I can get something like I got in the Indian Ocean. That was so interesting. Let's see what if I can pick up anything here. Okay. I am getting stuff, but just one second here. Um, I just want to, I'm getting more than one thing. So I want to just say that it's it's like the these dervish, this big whirling dervish is almost broken up into a number of dervishes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dozens, I would say. And they're all still really big because this is a huge area of the planet, in fact. But And they all are encompassed and are part of the bigger whirling. So it's each one is sort of addressing or, you know, somehow the energy knows to individualize the healing in some way and work specifically in certain arenas. And that's what's going on now. And I see here, actually, I see here... Uh, Okay, this is really hard to explain, but I see here a huge melting pot, I want to say, a huge experimental, a place of experimental energy is all I can say. Many different types of people, many different types of culture, Many different types of viewpoints, uh, philosophical, religious. Um, it feels like a melting pot, and I can feel the boiling pot. I can feel um, a lot of conflict in this area, and it's not just current. I'm talking a long time. You know, we understand there was the Pacific uh, arena in the World War II. There was all sorts of um, conflict here during the the time of, you know, Britain expanding around the globe, uh, England moving out and, you know, trading and, and all, you know, Portugal and Spain and, you know, many, many different, you know, co- the colonization that went on here. And there was colonization within this arena. So you had the Japanese moving into Korea and China and you had, you know, all of this this intense intensely active region. It's it's really active and I, I never thought of the region exactly like this, but I it has this experimental flavor where souls come in and try on different cultures, different ideas, different concepts. And I feel extremism in this area. I feel um, a lot of um, domination and subordination in this area. Um, I also feel a lot of joy, a lot of meaning and fulfillment, because there are parts of this arena that are very um, connected to in, in various ways, to the life pattern, to the spiritual, perhaps. 
it's a mixing, mixed, 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 mixed. And so all of these little whirling dervishes seem to be cleansing and clearing. And the, let me just focus a little bit here. What we want to work on releasing here for the earth, or what I feel is being addressed here, is the, the, the conflict part of the arena, where there's this very heavy people, a lot of people here, no matter what they're involved in, are locked in and have been for a long time. It's not just now. We're talking over the history. There's a lot of um, being locked in here. So there's a lot of conflict between different peoples. I mean, we look at the Philippines, and I forget how many, but I think there are hundreds of languages in the Philippines alone. So there's just the variety is so huge that there would be, it would be normal to have conflict. So there's conflict everywhere in this area and it's born been born out there's also there's a lot of early evolution of man that happened in this arena um i can't be more too much more specific but there was you know uh early man in china and there's early there's uh the ainu in japan and the the ind- indigenous people, um, the aboriginals in Australia, there's there's some evolutionary process that went on here too. And that's part of the the experimental thing. The It's almost like a birthplace. It's almost like a symbolic birthplace in a way. And I think there's more than one of these around the planet. It isn't the only one. But that birthing process is stressful. There's learning going on there's huge learning curves and i i want to release some of that birthing process stress okay again guys i know it seems weird it's part of the planet but i do feel like when i said said that there is a i felt like almost this burst of release that happened this cleansing that's coming up it's almost as if when i mention it 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 directs the more and more of the whirling dervishes and we put more power behind it and so more is getting released the earth is um the higher selves are indicating to me that the earth is cooperating with the energy it is if you can anthropomorphize a little bit it is enjoying the cleansing because just like we're unhappy with the patterns that are difficult for us, that are painful, that are stressful. The earth itself at the soul level is very, has been very unhappy and is so happy. It's feeling as if, you know, you have that ache on your back and you get one of those heating pads or you get the ice pack or whatever and you put it on and there's just, and, and you take a couple of aspirin or Tylenol or something and you put it on and you, and it just feels you just a sense of relief. And that's what I'm feeling the earth is feeling, guys. It's like a sense of relief, one, that we're helping, two, that we're addressing some of these painful parts because it was feeling in its own way, and again, I'm anthropomorphizing, it was feeling its own stress and pain from these three areas. Now, I'm going back to the Southern California area, and that seems to be 
being brought into a state of balance. It's gone as much as we can for can today. Now we're moving into the the Indian Ocean section. Uh, I'm focusing my attention on the Indian Ocean section. That's still going. That's not. That's not. That's more difficult, I'm guessing. Or maybe we just started it second, so it's not showing me as much of a shift. But there is some. There is definitely some. Some shifting. There's definitely some lightning in the area. There's definitely some lightning in the area. I want the higher self to continue, and I want all of us to just send an, another big batch of directing the energy to that arena because it is it is intense. And um, who knew? But in any case, I want that arena to please get as much light and energy as possible. The higher self are assuring me that they are moving and and directing and helping as best they can. The earth is also um, cooperating with it. It's just, you know, sometimes we have more difficult patterns than others. It's that, for that, some reason, that area is particularly entrenched. Now I'm going back to focus on this other strange, <laughs> strange-ish thing that I'm getting from this arena, but it is... Okay, this is very interesting. What I'm seeing now is it's like all of these dozens of whirling dervishes. It's as if now all the energy is being released sort of as a funnel of energy up. So it's pulling from all these different arenas that, that I mentioned from wherever they were part of and entrenched, and, and it's funneling it up. It's creating almost like a like an oil when when you have the you know when you're drilling for oil and then oil start you hit oil and it spurts out <laughs> through the the drip through the um site and you get this huge stream of oil like water out of a fire hose and that's what i see going straight up and it's it's moving interestingly enough it's moving um it's already lighted cuz it's been cleansed but it's moving into the astral this light and it feels like it's helping to neutralize the astral portion of all that we were working on in this arena and i'm feeling that this is definitely ongoing but it is i don't feel the heaviness that i still felt at the indian ocean it feels it feels okay to me now it feels like it's really doing some serious cleansing and keep in mind that the the dark energy is you know how i usually call in the divine energies to to do the recreation the dark light in fact is doing that simultaneously so it is using the the creative life force energy to re to give birth to or recreate whatever area we're working on cleaning cleansing and healing into a higher more balanced more healthy uh, area or arena or expression and so that's what i'm seeing happening here i'm seeing a lot of cleansing going on in these various areas here in the specific area pacific rim I'm really feeling um, a lot of light 
and it's bringing in more serenity and there's less conflict, feeling of conflict here. Less broiling, you know, less boiling because it felt to me like it was so bubbly, so, you know, so much action going on everywhere. I want to now tune into that deep point And the interesting thing is symbolically, and I'm sure it's not happening in actuality, it feels as if the bottom of that trench has moved up. It has gotten less deep or more shallow, I should say. Not by a lot, but it was as if that trench, for whatever reason, had the ability to tap into the planetary well of stress or you know how magma can be very powerful and it can explode in in a volcano it's almost as if that symbolically that trench was tapping into some deep well of planetary energy that was feeding in essence feeding some of this boiling this conflict this stuff going on around this rim and the it's as if now it's not there's not as that entry point is now not so easy it's less deep it's it's not tap, tapping in quite so well it's as if the flow has been shut down a little bit um instead of big huge fire hose to tap into the underneath planetary stresses it's closed down and now it's more like a regular tap out of your kitchen sink. So it's, I'm seeing it symbolically like it's getting less, but getting shallower. Another way to look at it would be, you know, sometimes I talk about we have wells that we tap into, wells of despair or wells of fear or wells of uh, shame or whatever. It, it's it, In that way, you could look at the symbol that we're, we're we've cleansed enough of the well of this area of the problem that the earth was trying to clear that there's the well is shallower now there's not as much in there you can interpret it that way it doesn't matter the interpretation but i appreciate the symbol change because it shows me there has been a shift in this area and i do see this area looking very bright and light and um it's moved into a higher level of health in in a multitude of ways. Okay. And the higher self have now encompassed the planet in that cocoon, like I do with the individuals, and what that really does, I'm not really sure when it comes to the planet Earth. But in any case, I feel it, it's just a beautifully calm and serene cocoon it's like putting a bandage over a wound, kind of. You know, when we get injured, we we clean it, we cleanse it, we put healing ointment on it, and then we put a bandage around it and allow it to heal um, to keep it safe, to keep it clean, to keep it protected, and that's kind of what this cocoon is like for all of us. Now, I am going to move... Okay. Um <laughs> We're shifting to Alicia and Denise. I'm running out of time. And so...
so what the higher selves have shown me is that the earth is now being moved. Well, it's still on the hub. I have to say there's an, another hub being created because the energies, it's as if the group energy is still feeding and still helping and being having the planet in this time-space continuum and within this gestational kind of healing arena of the the womb of the originating source, I would say, that means the energies are still ongoing. So instead of moving the planet away from the hub, the higher self, in essence, created a new hub. And I see both Alicia and Denise on this hub. And, um, okay, what I'm getting immediately on these guys is that some of this, this guilt and this this feeling of responsibility that Denise is feeling is actually creating a wall between the two of them. And it's not that it's creating the wall exactly. It's that it's old and there've been misunderstandings between the two of them that, that are really old. So it's part of this old many lifetimes long pattern of, uh, misunderstanding okay 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 slow it down here i'm just <laughs> getting just tons of stuff coming in the i know they're hurrying because i have let limited time but what i'm getting is that the there's been guilt uh misunderstandings and misunderstandings and misconceptions on the part of denise related to things that have happened in past lives with alicia and this guilt has propelled her to um, feel like she needs to atone, feel like she needs to fix it, feel like she needs to be there for Alicia in a way that um, that she maybe thought she hadn't been. It also keys into Denise's feeling like she, she hasn't been there for others. This is a big pattern that she feels that she's not been the person that she wanted to be and it's built on many, many misunderstandings and misconceptions and misinterpretations. So it's tapping into not only their own history together, but uh, it, both of their histories with other people. And it's just, like I was saying before, just now, big wells. So Denise has wanted to atone, to make up for, to quote-unquote fix, um, fix this pattern by putting herself in a situation where she has to go to the nth degree. She has to be self-sacrificing in order to take care. And it fits Alicia's pattern. Um, she has a different pattern. Um, I'm not getting specifically her pattern. I don't know why. But her pattern fits very well because she came in with a pattern where she needed care right off the bat from day and a half after her birth, the heart problem started and she had surgery right away. And then again at age three and she's had surgery since and she's just had a surgery. There have been many, many heart problems over the years. So she, so she, her pattern, uh, I know I've worked on Alicia before. Maybe that's why I'm, those patterns aren't coming into fruition. But these two souls fit very well. They came out in really to help each other because there's this this their relationship is based on misunderstandings and misconceptions built up over eons and has created a symbolic wall between them. There's no true um, 
the, the understanding is so uh, hidden or um, there's so many blinders from all the past that neither one can fully see the other. They're always reacting off each other. They're always, you know, um, and this is what we all do. This is this is exactly what we all do. Everybody doesn't, and with different patterns and different situations, different conditions, but the the actions of Denise are coming from this point of this place of guilt and shame, and then the which catapult her into the place of feeling she needs to self-sacrifice and atone in order to have any value to make up for all her perceived and really misperceived terrible things that she did or didn't do. I mean, you know, terrible things she did or things that were terrible because she didn't do them well enough. And so it's a reactive kind of state between the two of them. I don't, again, I'm not getting exactly... Alicia's play part in it uh, specifically, but it doesn't matter. What I want to do is I want um, I want to begin to have. Now we're both we're all in this energy still, and so what I'm seeing is again more of this mixture of the dark and the light energy moving in through and around both Alicia and Denise, and I'm focusing now, and I'm seeing that it's really addressing this guilt. And the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, the, uh, the the blame. There's a lot of blame here. The self-blame, and then the other side of it, the catapulting into needing to atone, needing to self-sacrifice, and in a way, needing to punish. There's self-punishment here too, and because. Alicia is constantly pricking at these beliefs. Not on purpose, just by being in her life, the, the Alicia is the trigger that constantly is pushing the guilt buttons, the, 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 the buttons of lack of worth, the needing to atone, the needing to self-sacrifice. It's a, just by literally being alive, she's triggering that off, which is a good thing, guys, because what's happened is Denise is aware of it and she's looking and not only working on herself, but asking for healing. This is exactly what consciousness can do. It brings us to the place of not just tolerating something, but then trying to heal it, trying to balance it. And with the higher self stuff, it's about neutralizing. So that's what's happening in this whirling dervish. I see it working in the stomach area, even in the um, the reproductive area, Reproductive simply because it involves a child. There's a whole bunch of issues around children. Of course, you've had children in many lives, uh, but there is a sense here of not doing enough for your children. Um, so there's a whole bunch of, uh, of that arena that we're not going to get into because I don't have the time. But there's doesn't matter. That's being cleansed and neutralized and rebuilt and reconstructed all along the, within the, the abdomen, feelings of being helpless and powerless, and the, the mis, it's the misinterpretation of responsibility. Absolutely 
confusion about responsibility. And that is just built on eons of, of a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of belief systems have been built that are uh, holding you stuck in that in this whole arena. And it also is working around the heart center because there's a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and a lot of sorrow here. And so it is working really hard to um, cleanse. It's like scrubbing bubbles. It cleanses and and it is both happening at the physical level because the physical body is reflecting, the body is reflecting and our outer reality is reflecting exactly what we carry at the soul energetic level, the soul mind energetic level. And so this energy is working both at once, the mind and the soul mind. I mean, the body and the soul mind. And so it's cleansing, 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 rebuilding, recreating. Um, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing you giving birth to yourself in a place where you, you're more serene, more calm, more objective. It, it, it doesn't mean cold. When I say objective, I don't mean that, but objective in the sense that the, the replay buttons the blueprints are getting neutralized, and so there's nothing to trigger. Even though Alicia will still be in your life, there's nothing to trigger. There's nothing to trigger. Now, there may still be some stuff in there, but it's greatly being reduced, and so what's coming out of it is the you that is standing at a cleaner, more neutral level, more objective, not quite, you know, not in that reactive mode, always reacting in the old Stories that you tell yourself, I'm not doing enough, I haven't done enough, but whatever it is that we all have, guys. My fault, my fault, my fault. You know what I'm saying. All that self-criticism, self-judgment. And I think I've worked on this with you before, too, Denise, in some ways. Uh, I've done healings on you before. I don't remember everything, but somehow this energy needed to go into that. And what I'm seeing is that this wall between you, it's not completely gone, but it is, it, the nature of it is changing. It's more, it's, it's as if, you know when you hit a tennis ball at a hard board, it bounces right back, so there's the action, and then the reaction is right away. This wall now, the, the nature of the wall is becoming more flexible. It's not giving you the immediate bounce back, and it has, you know, it has uh, some, I, I want to say like holes or, or light beginning to stream through. So there's some actual things that are coming through in their purity and not necessarily triggering off things within you or vice versa. And so there's a beginning here of the dismantling of this wall, which is, to me, very heartening because I don't want anyone to be in a pattern of self-punishment, a pattern of self-sacrifice, a pattern of feeling you need to atone. So... It's and and okay. As I'm saying this, I'm watching some of the the fibrous materials in this wall beginning to dissolve. And this, it's it's as if this dual energy of the 
the dark light and the white light are intermingling and following some of these misunderstandings that are, that, that you, you carry and are beginning to dissolve it. And even though it may not be working specifically on Alicia's uh, misunderstandings, if you dissolve your part of the wall, you can't have the same you can't have the same action reaction because the reaction that you would carry won't, no, will no longer be there. So I'm not worried that we're not working on Alicia's part. That will happen one day if it's not happening automatically and I'm just not aware of it. But I'm really seeing that the nature of this wall is is really changing. It's beginning to ha- be more of an open weave rather than a wall wall. Now, I want to just focus on Alicia a little bit. I'm just closing in on the two hours, and I want to I want to focus on the heart and the lung. And I do see the energies working on both of those arenas. Okay. It's working on both sides of the lungs and on the heart itself. Um and it's cleaning both physically and at the soul mind energetic level. It's cleaning, cleansing. Um, the scrubbing bubbles are involved here. I don't have time to really delve into it, but I do see something anchored in this heart area for Ayesha. I maybe have addressed it before, I'm not sure. But there's some anchor here, and I'm just asking the higher selves to please begin to have this energy, if it isn't already, start to dissolve it, start to work it loose, so to speak. There's something in there that is... that is keeping her from fully recovering like I know she can do. And I'm hoping that this will help. And it is the anchor is getting smaller. I don't see it disappearing all the way, but it is getting smaller. The heart itself is getting brighter. It's as if in some ways more of the heart, because some of that anchor is being reduced, more of the heart is is functional. Of course, it's symbolic, but because there's no real anchor in there, but it's more functional. It's more. It's got more energy, so it feels brighter. It feels more healthy. Um, the lungs. I still feel a problem with the left lobe, but interestingly enough, much of the energy was going into the right lobe, and I don't know whether it's because until the left lobe is fully addressed and fully healed, the right lobe is doing more of the work, and so the light is moving in there to bring that into the highest state so it can give the support that's needed and necessary until the left lobe gets healthy, or whether there's some other issue on there that is not showing as a um, major issue like the half-collapsed left side. But I am seeing a lot of energy in both sides. Let me take a look at the left side. Um Okay. The left side is definitely taking in some energy, but there is something dark gray in here. It's almost a feels partially 
dead, and it doesn't mean death in the normal sense, but dead in that it is not functioning. It's as if the life force isn't fully in this part. doesn't mean she's going to die or that the lung is going to um, completely collapse and stop functioning or anything completely. It's not about that. But there is something in here that is not fully connected energetically, which means that it feels walled off. Okay. Yikes. Almost out of time, guys. Um, It feels like something that Alicia has very definitely walled off a part of herself that has been pushed aside or put into a room or put into a closet or put somewhere and it's manifesting in the lung itself. It's manifesting in the lung itself. And so what's happening is, oh my gosh, she's, I feel Alicia kind of looking at it. And she's aware at some level that it's there. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask her permission to just simply have it encased in this beautiful light. We don't have to deal with it yet. I don't, I'm not yet getting permission, 100% permission from her. Now, this is the soul level. Of course, the conscious mind level, she's saying, well, what do you think? What are you talking about? I want it healed. But something is here, and I don't have time to, to deal with it today. So I'm going to actually have if, ask her if it's okay, and I'm getting it okay. Um, it's kind of like keeping it in the closet but turning a light on, or even a night light, just a little bit of light to go in there. And she's okaying it with a hesitation. And so what I'm doing is I'm just saying that the light will move in when she's ready to have no more, she can put the brakes on. So it's totally up to her. She's the directing identity for herself. She makes the decisions at the soul level. And I do see her allowing some light in. It's not a lot. And I'm just going to ask that the higher self keep monitoring this. And maybe the next time when I work on her or I take a look at her, we'll see there's some movement here. Um, And now I have to stop because... We're down to like three or four or five minutes, guys. Whew. And you're probably tired of hearing my voice by now. They, You know, they say for these YouTube things, you should only been on for a minute or two, but oh, my goodness. Um, this was exciting now. This was fun. This was uh, an eye-opener for me. I'm so appreciative of all the participants I hope that things will just continue. I hope that you will enjoy the unfolding and take part. Again, email me at JanetRichmond.com, Janet at JanetRichmond.com, or call, and the call-in number so you guys can get it down, put it in your phone, because <laughs> sometimes I forget to tell tell people it. It's 646-668-8565. Um, Anyway, I really want to encourage the listeners to take part. It is going to be more interactive. 
uh, I would like, I mean, welcome you to reach out. You may not reach out right away because you're not even sure what kind of questions you might have yet, but you might have some questions from today. And of course, I would do the best of my ability to answer them. Um, but as we go, more things will come up for you. So this invitation is open-ended, and I hope in time there will be some real interaction between me and the all of the listeners or any of the listeners. And also I will be getting to going the, the live streaming video teleclass to do some instruction so that you guys can learn to do this yourself. It's really very easy. I'm, you know, because I'm teaching as I go along and I'm explaining things and this, that, and the other. It seems so complicated, but it isn't. And so I'm going to have some some teleclasses and I'm going to really make it easy, really keep it simple and interactive, give you little things you can do right in the class together with one another or with yourselves and practice and back and forth and a lot of interaction. It's going to be great. A whole nother way of me sharing the information. But it will be on the more basic healing level, how to neutralize and all of that, at least at first. It will expand as we go. This is going to be more informational in that way, less experiential in the sense of you'll experience the healing, but you won't be practicing but it should be so great. It should be fun, you know. I have different things in different arenas. And, of course, I still have my meetup group. And who knows how that's going to change. <laughs> anyway, I wish everybody next week I am going to talk. Well, I, I'm, you know what? I really shouldn't say what I'm going to do next week or any week because it's going to change up. But I did get some interesting information about 2015. And I would love to talk about that next week. So I think that I will at least do that. And I guess that's it, guys. I'm going to wish you all a wonderful January and beginning of 2015. And thank you, thank you for, you know, being a part of my show. I really couldn't do it without you. It would not be the same in any way if I didn't have you listeners taking part. So this is huge gratitude and huge love for me to all of you. And with that, I say goodbye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.